0: Take the next chance. And the next. You're rebels, aren't you? i called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, BizzleCast listeners, welcome to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels featuring Sim- featuring Simi Klimo for the final two episodes of Star Wars Rebels Season 3, Episodes 20 and 21, Zero Hour Part 1 and 2, the first big epic season finale battle against Thrawn with the Rebels. Uh, we just recorded Twin Sons and Simi, I thought twin sons was very efficient and it was great that we didn't get off book and talk about anything else especially game of thrones
1: (laughs) what's game of thrones i've never (laughs) seen that
0: so, if you guys stuck through a, a great commentary with Twitch we ended up talking about Game of Thrones for like a half hour. We're like, you know what? We'll break this up, uh, but we are going to get right into the commentary here, Simi. So, um, I, I will. We will have plenty of time between these two to talk about Thron. I would love your um, uh, your just thoughts as this goes on about Thron as a villain here. Were you familiar with him from the old literature? Blah blah blah. Just keep that in mind uh, for for what we're going, and we will talk about the Bendu and stuff like that um mm. so uh guys uh we're gonna count you right in so i'm going to count from three to two to one i'm gonna say go when i say go you should hit play starting from the beginning of the final obviously zero 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 um and then we're, we're gonna hit play with you and simi's gonna give you a five count one two three four five with the file to make sure we are all aligned and i am aligned I Have some subtitles on, maybe a little ambient sound for music and uh, some of the sound effects and so forth. I leave that up to you. And uh, yes, I mean we're gonna stay on book. I swear to God, with these two episodes, at least for yeah, the yeah, episode. Yeah. No, that
1: was that was filler. That was just garbage filler. I'm sure garbage. you do to hear anyone wants of our to hear videos? about Game
0: of Thrones. No one likes that show anyway. Of,
1: of Thrones of Games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I swear it's not the only multi-billion-dollar television show of all time. <laughs> No one cares. All right, bud. Uh, Well, let's just do some straight up Star Wars action here with the the double season finale of season three. We love Star Wars Rebels. This is great.
1: Let's rock. Let's rock and roll.
0: All right, guys. So cue it up. Here comes the countdown. Three, two, one, and play. One, two, three, four
1: five six All right. here we go seven. baby
0: woo to imperial shuttle looking great
1: they really do a great job I, I will say video game I will say
0: despite my critiques of the ground battles at some points in rebels the space stuff looks amazing oh governor price uh, what a badass female imperial governor i love her
1: so that is actually right there the, those troopers are one of the newer uh, mm-hmm. um uh pez dispensers that i have that they've come out wow I mean, I guess it's all relative. Mm -hmm. Um, Before all the solo stuff came out, it's it's one of my favorite ones because I love the green tips that they have on their uh, Uh, vents.
0: I forgot. I always forget that Callus it's till the end of the season because he has multiple opportunities to leave. But again, Simi, as we talked about, he doesn't realize how much Theron knows about him. If he did, he would have left already.
1: Well, I think it's a narcissism thing. I think, Mm. uh, he wants to be in utter control and wants to be a commander. And if like, he can't do this, then he's going to be like the greatest spy ever. And he takes, Mm. he takes some pretty ridiculous risks. I mean, I just think he's very passionate about his career. Mm -hmm. So once it's kinda like out the drain, like he's like then I'm gonna do this the same way I'm gonna I did that, like, you know, cutthroat, you know, taking no prisoners, like I'm gonna get ahead in this fucking rebellion if it's the last thing I do. Mm-hmm. And so he just, you know, goes the other way once he joins the other side and he puts just as much into it.
0: And and just because the performance is so great, it's so easy to forget that Callus is voiced by David O'Yellow, who's an African descended English, British black actor. <laughs> <laughs> who you know, should have been nominated for mlk and sell by he's academy level actor it's brilliant
1: thrones two-tone red eyes is something else you know what i mean like his whole mm-hmm. it's funny because like he's the only one of his people you were saying that they get into that a little bit but mm-hmm. like you know he, probably because he killed them all my fucking psycho
0: so the, the design of Thrawn His personality, his background As a chist or whatever he's called From another galaxy and so forth Is completely taken from Timothy Zahn's Classic legendary Trilogy, Heir to the Empire In the 90s, which not only is considered The best books of the Quote-unquote EU, the pre-canon Star Wars books, but still to today By most people is considered the best Star Wars books And they brought back Timothy Zahn He's already written two uh, Thrawn books Which have been pretty good, he's written, writing a third so they brought back his character and the author man Which is great and very typical of Lucasfilm Keeping people under the umbrella Which is really nice to see Thrawn was a classic villain The most classic villain in the uh, the extended universe uh, Pre-Disney uh, did, Were you aware of Thrawn before Rebels
1: at all? I was not And I want to say two things that he reminds me of One, he reminds me of a vampire mm-hmm. Just his his curt, uh smirks and games, and, and he's just so manipulative and, and and just so intelligent, you know what I mean? Uh, and then also to Data, physically. He reminds me of Data mm-hmm. from uh, Star Trek, like just the mm-hmm. green eyes, red it's eyes. It's like an android, and his yeah. His build, his haircut. And he thinks like a robot. He th- he's yeah. robotic, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh-huh. totally, totally. So mm-hmm. Data, and he reminds me of a vampire Data.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I love about this exchange? You know he says, "Oh, you're special, Ezra. Oh, you've always been special." Blah blah blah, which is very sweet. But he specifically references that Hera's always seen it in Ezra, which goes back to the very first episode of the first season, Spark of the Rebellion, when Hera is the one who convinces Canaan to not give up on this kid who they just met.
1: Right, and it's also a compliment to be like, yeah, my wife likes you, you know, basically, or my girlfriend likes you, you know what I mean? Like, that's what he's basically saying.
0: And this is the Leia connection. I'm always comparing Hera to Leia. They're good at everything. They're solidly moral, even while being complicated. They get things done. They're not afraid to make hard decisions. You know, they're so similar. They're leaders. But Leia also has that, you know, sixth sense about people, which is why Leia immediately adopts Poe, Finn, Rey, and so forth. You know, she senses good in all of them, despite their complexities.
1: Yeah. Wow, this is some good scenery.
0: You know, I've talked a lot about sort of the, that we got Ezra and Rey at the same time and that we're sort of growing up with those two, even though one's animated and they're in different time periods and they're slightly different ages. But, you know, it's a lead Jedi and a lead Jedi. And it's very interesting to look at Ezra and Rey. You know, the Rebels obviously ended, what, a year ago, and we're getting the final Rey for now, at least, uh, at the end of this year. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have a specific point other than it's just interesting to think about the sort of two lead characters of the new canon of the new canon star wars who are both jedi
1: and see this is him being like the spy fulcrum he's fulcrum he's no nick fury (laughs) no he's he is the spy no he he i love how they do this uh wolverine type thing oh my god this is incredible
0: i think we will see nick fury at the very end of the black widow movie when she comes to shield Oh right. here we go This is important that Callus can hold his own But he gets his ass kicked So the one thing I'm, I don't remember from the books Is whether Thrawn was a great physical fighter um, I always say one of the reason I love Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin uh, yeah. Wilson Fisk and Daredevil Is that while he normally orders other people to kill people He can fight the shit out of Daredevil and everyone else himself Which makes him scarier and then makes Thrawn scarier
1: right
0: here come the death troopers why didn't he run because of his pride just what you said he's got like a messianic complex that he's going to save yeah first he's going he to he 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 save the world for the empire now he's going to save the world for the second. rebellion
1: yeah for a second he thought he could kick thrones ass
0: <laughs> Not so much. So hot callus is a thing. Oh, he gets even hotter hair. in the fourth season.
1: His hair is messed up. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I yeah. like it. And they give I him like the long
0: that. hair, you know, in season yeah. four, which is great.
1: Yeah, because he's more of a rebel. He's, so he's Thrawn's plan tonight. is like great,
0: that. which is Thrawn takes small to medium-sized losses to the Rebels all season. Specifically... Because with each loss, he gets data about, A, how they operate, and B, where they operate. And with each fulcrum transmission, he's honing in in on where they are, and now they know. He knows that they're on uh, wherever.
1: We have blood to spare.
0: Okay so he's Recepting <laughs> the Ancient people of The sector Atalon this is All reference to The old extended Universe that They're bringing In to star Wars you know The fact that He is extra Galactic as they Say that he's Not from this Galaxy gives him A perspective that Even palpatine Doesn't have you Know Palpatine's Obsessed uh, in the New canon with His observatories Looking outside the Galaxy and i think We're going to get Some of that in episode Nine and going Forward with the Movies but thrawn Is the connection i Don't think thrawn i'm Not going to make The prediction that Thrawn will make a Surprise appearance of some sort in episode nine but among the people who might be a surprise appearance i would not be totally shocked with at least a reference to thrawn because he's so dominant and we don't know what happens to him at the end of, of rebels
1: Garrel. this is amazing I, 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 this reminds me of uh there's a this is this happens nope. sometimes
0: I mean, yeah. every time they shoot to uh, ships and Star Destroyers and X-Wings, it always looks straight from the movies. Look at this. It's perfect.
1: Oh, this reminds me of that Star Trek, the new Star Trek, when he's like, I assure you, they know we're coming. Like, we're Have gonna, you seen we're Discovery fucking... Season
0: 2? I haven't seen it. I haven't. One was pretty good.
1: I haven't seen one either. I can't I wait for the, the Picard
0: shows. series, man. Oh, Jean-Luc Picard. That I'll watch. It's going to be Old Man Logan. It's going to be Old Man Picard. It's great. Okay, this is General Dodana, right? Who we know from uh, episode four.
1: All right.
0: Sato dies. I mean, like Rogue One, when you introduce cool new characters that aren't in the original trilogy that are important, you have to kill them off. And, you know, there's tons of suicide missions in every Star Wars property, just like they torture droids all the time. Oh. Okay, so these are the interdictor cruisers. Uh, let's sidetrack on this. So these are interdictor cruisers, uh, which, which we don't really see anywhere else, but would make sense the Empire would have that prevents hyperspace jumping.
1: That was that device that they established that they talk about mm-hmm. in uh, Last Jedi. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, really quick piece of trivia: uh, Governor Price is voiced by Mary McGlynn. Who, here she is, who has like a thousand animated and video game credits. Steve Blum, who plays Zeb, has like a thousand animated in, and uh, video game credits. And what do you know? But on the set of Rebels in the studio, they fell in love and got married in their middle age. It's beautiful. Ah,
1: that's cute. Yep, I like that about uh, about Kit in uh, game of thrones, not to digress back into game of thrones, but then he married you mm. from the first, you, you saw him and her. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's ah, great. You know, you, you best. have Freddie Prinze in the studio with Sarah Michelle Gellar doing some voices. That's great. Do I continue. Really I mean, is. if you wa- follow Sarah Michelle Gellar, she's so stunning still. Uh, they should do a Buffy uh, re- reboot with Joss Whedon. Man. I'm telling you, she's, she's in amazing shape. People would love it, but she does great voice work as a seven sister and other characters
1: yeah yeah i mean she she's an incredible actress in general actor in general uh um,
0: and like freddie Prinz, also a giant nerd herself she was showing off some like uh vintage marvel com- captain america comics that she acquired
1: well the fact that she's in this anyway in this yeah. as well you know
0: um hara voiced by vanessa marshall as i've mentioned uh her father was a pilot in real life so it's pretty cool she and she's a giant star wars nerd so you combine the father pilot and the star wars nerd and she that's why she can sell all the you know techno babble so well throughout the show
1: yeah exactly
0: why do you think he doesn't they share everything including the knowledge that ahsoka's alive in season one even though we don't know why do you think he keeps the bendu details from her oh right he says you wouldn't believe me yeah (laughs) god it's so sweet wow Uh, by the way dude The fact that they keep making Ezra's writing more mature and uh, uh, Taylor Gray's voice performance completely evolves big time as it happens just shows how brilliant of a young actor he is. He was like 16 when they cast him as Ezra. And when it's annoying in the early seasons, it's because of the writing. When they give a mature, interesting writing, he absolutely nails it. Oh I mean, it's one thing for veterans like Vanessa Marshall, Steve Blum, and Freddie Prinz. Another thing to be a kid with not much experience like Taylor Gray. God bless them.
1: So if you guys uh, are keeping track of, like, the whole series and everything, this is the, you know, epic battle that they're trying to create, which I actually don't think they need to because there's Mm -hmm. so much quality things going on. Like, they're, like, creating this, uh, you know, Star Wars battle at the end. You know, it always works like that. Like there's always this big ship battle and it's beautiful and they do a great job, but you know, all of a sudden Thrawn shows up and this is the, uh, you know, coming to the cusp of everything, but the rebels don't have the, I, I feel like the, I guess my point is, I feel like the battle with the rebels is more like they can't meet them head on. And like, this is like one of the more, I don't know, pivotal points where they they could like destroy all the rebels, you know, it's just like kind of a weird, Uh, they bring it to a place where like if they're gonna have a season four like why are they ending it here right so this is this is my criticism
0: slash question which is they knew they wanted to do four seasons they got to do it so they must have planned that there would be a pretty big battle with thrawn here and then a ginormous one at the end of season four do you buy that this sort of middle i mean it's a huge battle but they had to save some of their cards right
1: yeah, I just wish the... Rex, uh, yes, Clone Wars, ah. Uh, yeah, he's back in it. He's back in Cody, it. Cody, the fucking traitor. Savages. This is great. This reminds me of Empire a little bit.
0: Assuming you and I with Ahsoka and the Clone Wars, we're going to be like crying, even though we know what happens. Like, I think I'm going to at least be in tears.
1: You know what? I've lost her so many times, I can't lose her again. So, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I, I just don't know. Well, she's Gandalf the White,
0: so she never dies. They're, oh, look right. at that
1: explosion.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, ground battles are harder to do because you've got the terrain, you've got tons of troops. It's, uh, but this is just so beautiful, the terrain.
1: Oh, that is incredible. Oh, here comes the spiders. They look just like Shelob. Oh man, He's this this is
0: maybe the coolest animated design of a single creature or, or design period in Star Wars ever. I mean, look at this.
1: He has a beard.
0: This is a creature when I was a kid. If I was watching this, I would like be drawing all the time. I'd be watching the Bendu episodes over and over again. Like I'd be obsessed with this creature. Right. So this is the whole thing. It is, you know, he's in the gray, he's neither light nor dark, he's neither Jedi nor Sith, but until his actual existence is threatened, he doesn't fight back. And even then, man, he tries to kill both the Rebels and the Imperials, which is really interesting. I
1: just want to know that at least they reached out to Sean Connery. Yeah. Like, I would expect him to deny the request, but... But why would they not at least reach out to Sean Connery to be the Bendu?
0: I mean, this is Tom Baker, who was the fourth Doctor, who's considered one of the best Doctor
1: Who's. So it's not
0: like they're aiming at love. Oh, that's who's
1: doing the Bendu's voice? Yeah, that's Tom Baker. Yep. Okay, so Tom Baker was the number two choice besides uh, Sean Connery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love the ghost. I love Zeb. My biggest regret about Rebels, we didn't get more Zeb episodes. They're all pure gold. You think that Bendu
1: would be more intelligent this than this? He's saying if yeah. I die, basically it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, that's that's basically what he's saying. So
0: I talked about in Twin Sons, the major lore things was telling us how lucid Obi Wan was, and then of course the Chosen One being Luke, not Anakin. But the third thing was getting Ezra the amazing Mandalorian ship that he's flying that Maul had stolen that they could use now, and that he uses to get by them to at the end of this to go get Sabine and company. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Do you know how they're shaking I, the camera? I, this is like Battlestar.
1: Real quick, I've told you this before that I still believe that Anakin is the chosen one, and he did big rounds. That's
0: before. what people say, but Obi Wan seems to say pretty definitively in the last episode that Luke is the chosen one. They could both be chosen ones, by the way. This
1: is the no, dude thing. No, but is the
0: chosen one, and his son is no, the he's chosen still one. Still
1: wrong. No, he doesn't know. He he knows that Luke needs to exist, but like the whole point is. The the real evil in all of this mm-hmm. is the emperor, and go. the only one who is capable of killing the emperor, or, or at the moment killing the emperor, we don't know exactly what happens. To I him. have an idea; <laughs> it's coming up, right? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> but my point is, yeah. that moment is because of everything Anakin went through, and this is so my like,
0: problem with the emperor coming back in Episode Nine. Is it really, really, really cheapens the Return of the Jedi?
1: No. Don't be jaded. Just because you bring balance to the force once, oh, I'm, doesn't I'm open-minded.
0: You <laughs> I'm open-minded that they're going to do a great job. I'm saying if you had told me previous to the trailer, which was amazing, that Palpatine was going to be in nine, I would have rolled my eyes for that reason. But because of the presentation so far, I'm very open and excited.
1: He brought balance to the force at the time, and it's going to need to happen again. You that's,
0: know, that's one of my superpowers. Simi is when I see a movie. No matter how much I love it or I'm skeptical Or worried whether it's a cat movie Or Avengers or Star Wars when I sit down At that theater I completely Blank my mind out like Rogue One I was So hyped for but when I sat down I was Like okay I need to watch this movie And it blew me away because of the Experience some people can do it some people Can't I'm weak in a lot of areas But watching movies with a fresh mind I'm actually somewhat good at so That's what i do. Well you know
1: that's what I do I mean in general just because I I don't do That whole other thing where I read all these other things like that's not that's not the media that I consume so like yeah I mean at some level like that's what I'm always striving to do you know like I don't give a fuck what people say like, if it's something I want to see, I want to see it, and I'll tell you what. Well, you and know. sometimes
0: it semi-backfires, which is one of the reasons I ended up liking Last Jedi a lot on initial viewing and less on repeat viewings. Oh, here we go, baby. Suicide. This is The suicide mission is another hallmark of Star Wars. God bless the Rebels.
1: You know, a lot of this Ooh. is very uh, what they do with the Into the Dragnet, you know what I mean? Mm. Like a suicide mission as well. Also a little movie thing. called Rogue One. Here he goes.
0: Boom. By the way, we, we missed oh. it But the only reason Thrawn fails In this season to next season is because his subordinates Don't listen to his orders If they just listened to his orders about not getting too close They wouldn't have been able to do it It happened already earlier in the season Numerous times with his subordinates It's going to happen in season 4 Typical of the Empire, they treat their subordinates so shittily you know, Everyone wants to be a hero in the Empire And then they end up uh, cannibalizing one another Which is the only reason the Rebels have a chance
1: Well, that's what you know you have a good team that they actually see the big, they not only see the big picture, but they understand what their job is.
0: This is so rebel. Get one ship through, sacrifice an entire capital ship to get one ship through and then retreat to the planet and hope to hold your ground. I mean, that's so rebel. Such is the living fate of all beings By the way dude I didn't want to go back there But I talked about in our previous discussion About dragons in the fantasy genre He's kind of like a dragon in geological time He's been around for thousands or millions of years And he has this long view That blinds him to the right thing to do But is also makes sense In terms of his existence Here he goes
1: Called the Bendu. I mean, you can
0: give me your interpretation, but it seems at the end of the uh, this show, like he would be fine if the rebels died along with the Imperials. But because Kanan, maybe sorry, because Kanan knows that he's going to maybe do something, he can warn them to get out of there. I I think if you know Kanan had really thought there's no way the Bendu's coming, they might have all died along with the Imperials. I could be wrong. Look at that shadow! Great animation incredible oh here we go baby uh sabini b my girl Woo! there's a new feel-good uh tia movie on netflix i haven't watched yet that i'm sure is corny but she'll be great and as usual i can't wait what's it called it's called um good sam and she's a reporter who's reporting on someone who's a good samaritan and i think they like she kind of gets obsessed with the story she's like a journalist and i, I don't know where it goes from there fair treatment for the prisoner i mean that's the thing about mon mothma dude before she gets fully converted at the end of rogue one she kind of sounds like an imperial that happens to be on the rebel side she's so cold many Bothans died to get us this information Alright, Bizzlecast listeners, here we go to the final episode of Star Wars Rebels Season 3, Episode 21, Zero Hour, Part 2. Because we did such a long discussion before and after Twin Suns in the previous episode, we're just going to do straight-up commentary here and then sign off uh, for now. But we will be seeing you uh, back for uh, the two-part Season 4 premiere, man, at some point in the next couple weeks, right? With Sabine back on Mandalore, Legacy of Mandalore. and we get Katie Sack. Back as Bokatan, woo! Fucking awesome, awesome. All right, guys. So queue up to zero zero zero. I'm gonna count you down. Simi's gonna give you a five count, and we're gonna rock this biatch. You ready?
1: Yeah, man. Let's rock and roll. All
0: right. Here comes the countdown.
1: Three, two, one, and go. One, two, three, four, five. All right, we're we'll rocking. Here we go. We got we're, Hera. We're we got General Dodonna We got General. I always think the general like looks like he's like not like ready. Rebels always have beards. Imperials never do.
0: Not always, but many rebels have beards, and you never see Imperials
1: Caned on a chopper. No pun intended. I gotcha. So she is like fucking running ship from base, and we are ready to jump into the rebels. And Kanan's on a yes. chopper, no chopper intended. What are those death troopers?
0: So they had to sell Governor Price as pretty capable with all the total idiots around Theron that he had the one person he could trust, which sells. She makes one big mistake when they trick her in season four, but it sells because she's mostly been flawless helping out Theron
1: yeah and and she's also like just a badass bitch like she seriously takes control and we also see her in the ahsoka books as well Um,
0: name the other badass female sexy middle-aged imperial ever in star wars
1: oh imperial i was gonna say mon mothma
0: i know there's none it's just governor (laughs) price it's great
1: right uh here's the shield baby yes um, look at she is she's the Mothma though of the bad guys you know what I mean like she's a badass like uh, conservative general Mm. mm. Mm-hmm. oh I'm sorry not the Ahsoka books the uh Erso ones yep uh she, she she manipulates her to she doesn't manipulate her she blackmails her into creating those uh chips mm-hmm. for her gambling problem
0: so as crazy as all this shield and you know, star destroyer stuff is those right. shots of the shield generator overloading are actually the most expensive because they're using real movie special effects, which is why it looks so real.
1: God, it's really incredible. You know what they really do with the cartoons in this, that, that that really makes it better than clone wars. It's the eyes. Their eyes are bigger the eyes. proportionally the to their the face. Yep. They're, well, the eyes are bigger proportionally to the face for the humans and the aliens or, or humanoids. But like, it, it, what it does is it compensates for the creases Love. in the face. Love. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so even Kanan, without his eyes, he still, um, well, when he puts a mask on, it fucks up my theory. But it, he's, he's a different kind of a character. But, or at some level, they took advantage of the fact that, like, their main PowerPoint they took away. And, I mean, look at Ezra's deep blue eyes you know, and his concentration and everything and Sabine's purple eyes and so on and so forth. Like they're all like, there's, there's our girl. And there, uh, yeah, Sabini Bean, Tia, my girl. Like her eyes are way too big for her face. Like she's like, well, you couldn't even yeah. say it's like supposed to be Asian. I mean, I understand the structure is a little different than, that Ezra's. Well, her uh, and
0: her mother and brother, as I pointed out last time, are all played by Indian a- actors and actresses, which is interesting. Like Tia.
1: I like that because, like, probably like. it So, does she have like a, a like British Indian? Yeah, I think uh, the, I, I
0: think through the animated series they're trying to make the Mandalorians look a little alien, which is going to be weird in the because they're not going to be able to do that convincingly in the live action. But in the animated, you can sort of like a lot of things, sort of suspend disbelief a little bit. I, I like it.
1: Yeah, 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 totally. But it even
0: Thrawn's red eyes, there's like life behind it. I think that's what you were trying, you were saying a little bit. It was like, th- it looks like there's real personality and life behind those eyes. I mean, you see actors and actresses who aren't very good who have blanker looks than these characters, right? I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think, God, I love Zeb. Zeb is so good. What I love a great Zeb He's the dumb one. He's still like, You know, he's still a general. But when he really
0: thinks, like in that episode, a a few episodes ago that you didn't do with me, where it's him and the droids trying to stop the planet from blowing up, when he really thinks he can be, uh, he can be clever. And he's got a good moral heart deep down, which is why he converts, you know, he turns callous by accident in that great episode.
1: Well, yeah, that was my point. He's not, like, even, like, the the, the butt of the joke is still Mm -hmm. a fucking, like, renaissance, like, fucking badass Mm -hmm. who can, like, take shop. You know who else
0: isn't in Einstein? Anakin Skywalker. You know who else isn't in Einstein? Luke Skywalker. It sometimes helps to not be a super genius because you overthink things.
1: Right. 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 You know, like, if somebody was actually going to pass, like, a test, I'd actually give money on, on... Han. Yeah. I was just going to say I that. Mean, Leia is a super gene.
0: Leia's got like a 200 IQ, but Han is definitely smarter than Luke. Yeah, I
1: agree. Oh, I was actually going to say Le- Leia has a high IQ. If we had to do this, like in terms of like, uh, That's what I said know, she's S- a 200. IQ. Yeah. No, no, no. I would say Han probably has a higher IQ than she does. She's probably more book smart and history smart than he is. Like she knows more, like well, there's she's different kinds of IQ.
0: She has a classically intellectually higher IQ well, than Han, but he has an instinctive no, IQ. No,
1: no, no. There's education. And then there's IQ. So she has a higher education and, 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 and close to his IQ. If not a little higher, mm-hmm. but like he's his or maybe actually I think his IQ is higher than hers and that makes up for his non-education. You know what can, I mean? we, like, can we just
0: talk about this scene Really quickly? We knew they were gonna get Sabine back at some point, probably for the finale Right? Even the first time We knew they are gonna somehow go to Mandalore But they set it up so well that Ezra being The one escaping and they had to sacrifice A cruiser and a bunch of people's lives with the suicide Mission to get them through And now they've, you know, turned Clan Ren to, You know, and Clan Vizsla Back to their side, like, it, it fits in with The lore, it fits in with the Rebels' storylines It fits in with Sabine's character and her Family's evolution, it, it's just just per, I mean, that's what I love about rebels. I-, I love about rebels is just they always nail the character beats for the most part throughout the entire series.
1: Oh, and they they give them each opportunity to do their own. Like this pairing is fun. So, like, like these guys like fucking shit up, and the, they're gonna pair them to yeah. fuck shit up in the in the ending, you know? Because they don't. Oh, look at that! It's like Maze. Yeah. Totally. So,
0: I mean, the hardcore Clone Wars uh, zealots, you know, roll their eyes at this puny ground battle. But I say it works with the rebels, and I don't care, because, again, it's all about the faces and the dialogue and the character interactions, as we've been saying over and over again.
1: Look so this. this is one of those things when you look at things and you're like, I would fucking demote him and put him in the brig for being there. There's no reason why he should be on the ground. Why on earth? Is he on the ground? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Thrawn should be in a ship, like, barking orders from a ship. Why is he on the ground? He's not a general, he's a commander. Generals
0: are on the ground So you know? One thing I love about Imperial versus Rebel ship designs going uh, uh, And ground uh, assault vehicles going back To the original trilogy is all the Imperial vehicles are like these walkers They face forward they're totally Vulnerable but the Imperials have so many uh, People in so many Vehicles they, they don't care they just Shoot forward it's always shoot forward look the ties Shoot forward but if you notice the Y-Wings have turrets that can shoot in all directions The Ghosts have numerous turrets that can shoot in all Directions their capital ships have Ter- you know what I mean. The rebels are defensive. They sometimes have to shoot in front, sometimes side and back. It really represents, you know, the the strategic styles and the overall, you know, philosophy of warfare. And, but also the necessities of warfare.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> That's amazing. Shut up,
0: Bizzle. That was great.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. They're listening. They can watch this on their own. We're here to tell them what to wa- what. To look, look at this? Uh oh. Yeah. We don't fuck around, Bendu. The Bendu is going to get into this real quick. Oh, spoiler Right, Sorry.
0: He's wearing the helmet that um, General Veers has on in uh, Empire Strikes Back in the Battle of Hoth. By the way, General Veers in the Battle of Hoth completely efficient doesn't fail destroys the rebels he's like the only imperial commander in any of the properties other than Thrawn, who's like successful in what he does right
1: right 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 totally
0: he looks like a total nazi commander which is the whole point point. and oh, vader never totally, distrusts him. well yeah. an
1: authoritarian i'd like to not i'd like to think that they didn't want to go nazis but they they do worse he's than got nazis blind hair they- and
0: blue eyes it's not a coincidence oh there we go baby yeah the mandalorians Woo!
1: they don't fuck around
0: oh but this is inspired what's coming up uh with them leaving the ships and the jetpacks i did not see that coming it's an awesome thing to do with the rebels where you don't have a ton of characters but they need to do something really creative
1: i want a t-shirt like a black or like a black charcoal black t-shirt with just chopper on it like no words, like just chop, it. What do you think about that?
0: I want a t-shirt oh, with the uh, with a high res photo copy of me and tia Sirkar on it
1: <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just blow that up that wouldn't be creepy by
0: the way dude uh, w- where i have the photo displayed on my thing you can't see it uh in my videos but next to her p- side of the picture i have a sabine character and next to mine i have ahsoka so i'm ahsoka to her sabine as i like to imagine
1: Oh, it's so cute! Well, the fact that the two of them literally walk off into yeah. the sunset in this fucking episode in this series, which like, is I a mean,
0: very, very, very potential future powerful, animated series, potential yeah,
1: future anime series. And what's and again, I mean, every series we probably do this, but like the fucking great women, the great biggest, women.
0: I think the biggest argument for why Ahsoka won't be in episode nine is because there's still so many possibilities for animated stuff with her in all time periods.
1: Oh man, look as at that. As long as listen, like I mean, we may be disappointed with some of our predictions or whatever. Um and in the end, as long as they don't get rid of her, which okay, I this can't is, imagine, then I don't really care how they do it.
0: This is where it falls apart. The 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 um the staging as they say with acting It completely falls apart here They're face to face And then the Bendu starts destroying everything And Thrawn just lets them get away It makes no sense This was an a, right, a, a uninspired Hollywood decision acting. It's not even Hollywood It's just sloppy I guess they wanted to show. I guess the idea here, in terms of the long view of all four seasons, is they wanted to confront Thrawn face to face before the fourth season, where everything gets even higher stakes. And because uh, the Bendu comes in almost immediately as they confront each other and everyone's confused other than Kanan.
1: Oh, I yeah. Think this looks ever, like. These things. Okay. This so, looks like
0: I'm sorry. This looks like the Balrog coming out of the flames. And... This looks like the Balrog coming out of the flames in uh, Fellowship of the Ring in, in Moria. It's great, mixed with.
1: I'm not trying to rob you, but listen. Yeah. Yes, listen, yes. Listen, listen, yes. listen, 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 listen. It's such not a Jedi thing, but he should have just fucking cut Thrawn's head off. It's just one of those Hollywood things that just won't happen. But like. Like that was a moment he was ten feet away from him. You could have two steps and beheaded him and then bounced. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those again, another Hollywood thing. Can I- and this whole lightsabers <laughs> in NASA is a little far fetched, but yeah. I'm gonna let Can- it no I'm gonna I'm gonna yes. let it fly.
0: Well yeah, it's far fetched, but it, it it's fun and creative after that weird staging on the ground. Like, logistically, oh, let's put it this way. Like, in terms of physics, this makes no sense. But logistically, in terms of storytelling, this is a great call. Unlike the Thrawn face-to-face confrontation on the ground, which doesn't make any sense.
1: Also, this is kind of like a, um, what's it called? The ending battle when they shoot everybody with the... Like, th- this is also like a Mandalorian propaganda, like mm-hmm. that they're all just like, that I guess it's coming from that. Because look, look, even the the, the incoming is similar to like Mandalorian. It's a oh, Mandalorian Sabine. battle in space. Sabine. That's what I'm trying to say. And they're able to do that. That scene right there with the yeah. Mandalorians and the Jedi. Yeah. And they were able to create that scene. And he's like, I don't fuck I around. The dark,
0: I am the Bendu, yep. You shall not pass! Mm. One of the greatest movie scenes of all time.
1: Be still! Hold your tongue, maggot head, and not fall through fire and brimstone H- have to the things like you. Have you heard
0: the theory that when he says fly, you fools, he's not saying run away? He's saying get the eagles and fly to Mordor? <laughs> Which I don't buy because do Gandalf's the one to goals? get the he eagles. Says run. Well, that's the big criticism of Lord of the Rings is why doesn't Gandalf get the eagles and just fly them straight to Mount Doom?
1: Okay, they also chop off that one dude's arm in uh, in Endgame with uh, Doctor Strange's like powers. Remember, like he yep. does a portal and then closes the portal on the arm of that one dude, like mm-hmm. that one of uh, Thanos' guys. Why didn't they just open and close a portal on Thanos' arm?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then that would also end but it. Right. And the, then chop the, off his arm with yeah. the fucking crystals and everything. And yep. then that would do I that. I agree. I agree. Right.
0: I mean, there's all I just don't total- feel as strongly about that, but I agree.
1: Uh, But by the way, the Eagles'
0: argument is stupid with Lord of the Rings because they've got nine flying Nazguls who are stronger than the Eagles and just, you know, Sauron's magic covers all of Mordor. He would be able to take down the Eagles with his magic. Oh, point is you need tiny hobbits to sneak in. That's the only way.
1: Oh, right. The point
0: is that... Sauron doesn't see them until the very end when Frodo says no, turns bad temporarily and puts on the ring. Then Frodo's eye turns to Mount Doom and they send the Nazgul back. But until uh, then, he no. never sees them.
1: How did I see that? They, they also saved them in The Hobbit, though. The same right. bird, Right,
0: but if you read The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, it doesn't even seem like the same universe because he wrote it at such different times in his life and had such different yeah. ideas.
1: Yeah, and also the movie is way more... Which was stupid.
0: Um, they tried to make The Hobbit like a prequel to Lord of the Rings. They should have made it a PG kids movie that was not dark and Lord of the Ringsy. It was its own thing. And just done a red
1: hair, and yep. that might have been better. That's how I the books read. That, well, I mean Bilbo's not even the same the character. Rocks. The
0: ring has no magical powers other than invisibility in the Hobbit. Sauron's not and a it, thing. The Ring of Power is just an invisibility ring. It's not even the same thing. And then
1: there's Babadu, who's like basically like Jesus Christ. He's like the savior. I mean, like, he's like but like that's almost like cheating. You know what I mean? Bomb bomb Bombadoo. That dude is like Well
0: Bombadil's actually in the Fellowship of the Ring, which is the Lord of the Rings, but it feels like something who is from he? the Hobbit. <clears throat> He's an ancient mean? spirit. He's like the Bendu, the dragons. He's like an ancient spirit from the old world. He's older than Gandalf. You know when the ants say, ah, young master Gandalf, because the ants are he's even like a way a, older.
1: He's like a fucking god. Yeah, he's point. like an
0: ant. That's just a shapeshifter. He, he's a spirit. Oh, he's way yeah. more than an
1: Ent. like But, no, what no, I'm, no, but yeah, I'm saying, in terms sure. of his ancientness,
0: for me. He's a being, god! Yeah, I, I believe that. Or a demigod of some sort.
1: And that's why he they couldn't have him in the movies because like it's again it's yeah. too much like well, why doesn't he just snap his finger and like and bring I will say man ring there, like Lord know, of like, the
0: Rings Star Wars has very vague religious references but never openly talks tons about gods and other than Gandalf's rebirth in lord of the rings if you don't read like the silmarillion and like the history books that wrote, well, you, you, you there's actually very there's no mention of like a main god in the lord of the rings there's mention of I like the we, ancient man- gods who created the world but it's not religious in sort of the c.s right. lewis sense of you know the chronicles right of Narnia. Right,
1: right 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 that's what i want to say i i'd like to uh, replace your word of religious and uh, use the word deity like just because you're like, I think it's more like the Force. Like,
0: I think Tolkien's notion oh, right. of magic, it's, it's, in terms of like right. that Elvish connection to nature and the Ents, is more related to the Force and the Bendu right, right. than like, versus
1: like, yeah. relating it to Jesus Christ. And as know told I told mean? you, like,
0: well, and as I told you, C.S. Lewis and Tolkien were friends, but they disagreed over their entire life about putting God in literature. C.S. Lewis was all about putting God, and Tolkien never wanted to force his Catholic beliefs on people. He wanted to tell a story that came from ancient European folk tales.
1: Right, so there's deity in it, but not, like, my ideology. And I think C.S. Lewis has more of his own ideology because it's more, like, Christ in it. You know, what I mean, there's more... There, there, there's more savior, there's more... uh are you a fan of The Lion, the Witch, and the
0: Wardrobe? I am, that? and I have fond memories from childhood. I was just going to say, though, worldwide in terms of all the translations, The Lord of the Rings has sold many, many, many times what The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe and those books have sold. C.S. Lewis is great in the English world, and we grow up in childhood, whether we know about the Jesus stuff or not. My parents didn't care. It's great storytelling, but Lord of the Rings right, has sold more copies than Jesus any stuff. other book other than the Bible, literally.
1: We could, we, we could be professionals and call it Judeo-Christian, but whatever.
0: <laughs> well except C. C. Yeah. Lewis was specifically a christian
1: yeah well that's why no, judeo christian yeah. is the, the, Christi- the, the oh, christian i love is this what we're
0: talking about. i love this i love this misdirect i think the bendu is trying to teach theron a lesson and this is the first time theron does not learn the lesson he learns all the lessons from the rebels but there's totally he's totally screwing totally with them because he lives he's pretending to be dead let's theron shoot him Thrawn as someone who collects art and respects even the people he oppresses this is even a mistake for him look he's going like dark like Palpatine dark for the first time Thrawn it, it, this, is, uh, this is manipulation by the Bendu I think is very subtle writing what's going on here I could be wrong boom and then there's no one there immediately and then the spirit
1: ha 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 ha, ha, ha. you fool I think you know what that was that was one more chance yeah
0: yeah i agree he was trying to turn thrawn he was giving thrawn a chance to do you know not the horrible thing and he pretended to be
1: a wounded animal yes yep to show you're evil thrawn no matter how intellectual you are you're still a fucking evil fuck he's like a wolf
0: pretending to be wounded and then as soon as you move in the wolf bites your face off right here we go right. look at this one shot this is great i mean that's the thing dave filoni talks about the clone wars and rebels like they're shooting actual stuff which he learned from lucas lucas was always like think about every animated shot and every sorry, episode sorry sorry,
1: sorry. the yeah. eyes the eyes Did yeah you see how powerful that scene was because he looked at the hand that he put on him he's like i like he i think he had an urge to punch him because he's mm. like been punching him for so long and like and i was like he's not punching me he's and touching me in, yeah. he's touching me intimately in a embrace of friendship and, and, and that, and, and like they were able to portray that actors, uh, emotion through their Here eyes is. Here it is. and even no eyed Kanan through what his eyebrows and, and the structure of his eyes are able to do are a little bit better than, than what they were doing in, uh, than what they were doing in clone wars in terms of graphic, in terms of graphics.
0: I love that they feel, some feel defeated. Kanan realizes it was a temporary victory and they're still alive there it is boom but i love that wow. they I, I love that even like the red shirts that we saw like the grunt the rebel grunts right. everyone looked kind of sad because they lost tons of people and and on top of that they realized that even if they personally escaped they're facing such huge forces going forward like you know they understand right um and i think that's part of why like Jin and cassie and at the end of rogue one and actually all the rogue one characters you know they have their eyes open as you pointed out and they almost have a of peacefulness because they don't have to fight the battle anymore. They know that getting the Death Star plans is only the first step in a huge war. uh, You know what I mean? With the Rebellion. um, Which is very interesting. I don't know. That's how I I sort of read everyone's seriousness at the end of the episode. So, okay, man. This was great. Final thoughts about Zero Hour in Season 3 and we'll wrap this up and then, people, you'll have to wait for The Legacy of Mandalore Parts 1 and 2 of Season 4 with Sabini B, my girl, and her family and horribleness on her planet with the Empire. Final thoughts thoughts uh send me about these episodes in season three
1: i just think they really do a good job of tying a bow on things and getting you ready for the next season and Mm -hmm. um you know i mean doing this again i think we were able to zone in on uh or cue in on a lot of different intricacies of the of the series and also uh for me it was the art and actually i'm sitting here looking at twin sons um screenshot for episode 19 that we started this this mm-hmm. evening as and i'm looking at uh obi-wan and his baseball bat lightsaber <laughs> pose yep. and his eyes and the That'll cue the as he yep. right and like and like again it's i just keep uh every image i keep going into their eyes and um if you look at the old star wars you could always tell a sith From the color of their eyes, you could always tell when things were happening. From the purity of the eyes, you can always tell the blue and Obi Wan's eyes. And and then again, in Ezra's here. And so, I guess my point is, I think, I think the art that Filoni is able to uh, extract from the story that Arya exists is just a really beautiful piece. Um, and he's able to take – it's it's almost like um, – I don't know what your childhood food is. Maybe it's peanut butter and jelly. Maybe it's a Twinkie. Maybe it's a little Debbie or it's maybe it's some butter jelly. food. Okay. It's almost like he's able to take – and I think he uses the eyes again. He's able to take – all the things from your childhood that you loved about Star Wars mm-hmm. and put them into these new characters and different mm-hmm. peanut butter and jelly or Twinkie or Little Debbie Swiss cakes I, or whatever. Can I follow up like, on like that? Like mm-hmm. No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That, and that And it's all in the eyes and yep. it's just such a sweet uh, interpretation of what we've been waiting for for decades. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think the
0: lesson of Star Wars Rebels... The uh, solo Star Wars story in Rogue One compared to the Star Wars prequels was prequels can work great, especially uh, in the Star Wars universe. But the formula right. is not to give us characters we know and tell us a story we don't care about or need to know, but give us new characters. And flesh out in a time that we know We know what happens during generally during the time of Solo We know what generally happened during Rebels And then leading into Rogue One It was about the Death Star plans But what makes Rogue One great is the new characters And all the twists and turns that we learned That went into the Death Star plan So you make movies and TV shows That are amazing on their own Even while giving you fan service And filling in the blanks The prequels felt often, right? Like it was primarily filling in the blanks And then trying to do some new stuff stuff. Rogue One, uh, Solo, and, and Rebels understand that, yes, we're going to fill in some of the blanks, but what's going to really hook you are the new characters and all the little stories that are actually epic stories that go on in the middle with the Spark of the Rebellion, especially with Rebels And for me and Rogue One. And that's, by the way, part of the reason why they give us the Emphis Nest uh, postscript at, at Solo was to connect you know, even earlier Spark of the Rebellion with Emphis Nest and the Marauders and so forth. Um, it's so
1: funny you say that sorry to cut you off that's so you say that i was literally just gonna say give me woody give me this that's give me i was literally gonna uh, i was gonna like give me their story with Solo's story yeah. to you know let me have my ultimate orgasm you hmm. know i mean not to be sexual but like no uh, no i call it really- a
0: movie orgasm it's fine
1: Right, right. It's not – and I don't mean that sexually or uh, – ma- well, you have to be careful. in this of Like what you mean. <laughs> we all do. But yeah. like because of what we mean when we say things like this is like we're not being sexual. We're not trying to like comment everything. Like what we're saying, we're saying like to like really have the the, the, the marrow, the, the, the meat, mm. like the meat, like the pulp of what we're talking about you know
0: so yeah i mean um, han lando and Chewie were great even better than expectations in solo but without new characters like voss like kira like woody like l3 and so forth it wouldn't have been the special movie that it was ultimately
1: right and and, and you know let's take that a step fur- further um to even emphasize on what we're saying L three and the love that she has for Charles Gambino and for, uh, for, for, for their relationship, like, like that again, a side character for a side character to emphasize the role of the story. You know what I mean? Like, like that's, that's what we're talking about. So we took, we took, uh, we took one character that is a, you know, he fucks his best friend in, uh, Empire strikes back, he saves him in Jedi or helps save him in Jedi and almost dies himself and he proves to be this uh, a really fun character, but still a side character so so what do they do they 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 make an incredible character for his sidekick in in solo as l three and have a relationship there and then you're like, "Oh, wait, this is who we're talking about. these are the ones that we mean you know and uh uh, it's really incredible. And I actually, as we're talking, I just started solo and I want to make one comment. They, they do a really good job of aging, uh, solo and aging, um, Khaleesi in these. Cause like they look very young in this beginning and then they look, yes. uh, they, you know, they do stuff with the hair. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not saying she's old cause she's not. And I'm not saying he's old cause he's not, but They they make them look like they're, you know, they were kids when they were, you know, running around trying to trying to get off, uh, trying to get off this island. You know what I mean?
0: I mean, you don't need to. I mean. Look, you know, I'm obsessed with Felicity Jones and Jen so, but the bottom line is Amelia Clark, top to bottom, all aspects of her and her personality is my perfect woman, essentially. Um, by the way, dude, I will say, oh, just to follow up on what you're saying, and then we, we got to close this out, is even though I'm not as crazy about L3 at all times uh, as some people, uh, or as I want to be um, necessarily, maybe my favorite like side scene of that movie and maybe all the new Star Wars movies is one when her and, uh, and Kira are talking and Kira's trying to understand her and not be condescending that there's a romance, you, you know, L3 like, it's just us. Now we can talk. It could never work between me and him You know what I mean And and this is why I love Amelia Clark It's not because of the big epic epic Khaleesi I'm killing everyone scenes it's because of Those little scenes where she's smiling and she's Cute and she's really trying to understand L3 despite everything else going on and they're Just having a woman moment they're having a chick You know a a bro moment As we say right between women I mean it's just it's just it's total gold It's total gold and again that's what makes The movies are the little moments and the the Side characters and everything else it's Lucasfilm is clearly learning that lesson Um, And so we'll keep getting more of this Okay buddy, well, I can't wait to do season 4 And and what we have to decide, man Is for most of the first half of season 4 It's double episodes Which Rebels does great Like we just saw Um, So I think what we'll do is For the first uh, 6 episodes Which are 3 sets of double episodes Is framing around a discussion Like the first 2 are Mandalore and Sabine The second 2 are Saw Gerrera Versus Mon Mothma and so forth um, and then we have the beginning of going back to um, uh, to Lothal and so forth. In the f- fifth and sixth episode, we can frame discussions around them. I think is mm-hmm. the way to do it, rather than trying yeah, to do four yeah, rebels yeah. episodes, which is really intense, right?
1: Well, I mean, or you know us, yeah. we can just do two and two, yeah. and like uh, chip away to give it the respect it deserves. Because yeah. I mean, as we whittle down to the end, of the, I mean, look at the end of the day, like, who are we kidding? Uh, these episodes keep getting better and better and better and better. I I would argue that the first season was more for like, you know, people like kids seven to 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 to, to ten versus like now nine to twelve. You know what I mean? Like the content yeah. in season three has become darker than that of season one.
0: I mean, for me, two is my favorite because it's Ahsoka and Vader and everything with right. Ahsoka and Vader. Well, is gold. yeah, that's, but, the too. Yes. So that's the ending. Yes, But that's
1: the ending, and it gets dark. Yeah.
0: And I just think even like the quote unquote standalone episodes in two are just solid all the way through. Like they're all, there's a bunch of Hera solo episodes, not solo, but there's like a Hera fe- bunch of Hera featured episodes with her dad. There's a bunch of Sabine featured episodes. We start getting Zeb, we start getting the real characters. I mean, that's when Zeb turns callous in that season. Um, right. And so season two is my favorite, but there's no doubt. And by the way, I wanted to say this during the commentary, and I'll say it now, and then we'll, I'll give you final thoughts, and we'll close out. Is any small critiques I have of the the season three finale that we just did is only because season four is so amazing and, and gets more and more flawless and awesome as it goes along. Right. So it's right. not that there's major problems with the end of season three. It's just that you realize they were saving they were saving their load, so to speak, <laughs> to go back to sexual metaphors uh, over season four, uh, which you know starts great with. Mandalore and then Saga Rera and Mothra throws you right in the fire and then the whole Lothal saga and Ahsoka and the, and the Lothwolves and everything just you know just spectacular right. so alright buddy well thanks so much I'll give you final word here if you want and then we gotta sign out I gotta let you go and get you back to the, the lady
1: yeah man I just uh I just really am just always impressed I, I say these things as if I'm surprised I've seen this episode like you know 10 times Sure, but uh they they're, they're just really good at portray. I actually think I'm actually going to pat myself on the back for really emphasizing Go. the art this time. We're all about, back about patting here, the, the cast. Yeah, no, the eyes, the eyes. They're really able to tell stories and portray emotions more so than in um, in Clone Wars. And I agree. Uh, other than Ahsoka, that, other than Ahsoka, they took what
0: worked amazing with Ahsoka in the Clone Wars. Right. Her face and her eyes are so alive throughout that entire season. Even the beginning, when the writing's not amazing for her, she looks amazing. Uh, and so they took what works about Ahsoka and, and, and just brought it to all the characters in Rebels. Yeah. I, I think is my totally. opinion.
1: Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Awesome. You're just an asshole, dude. I'm just. <laughs> all right, dude. You're not wrong, Walter. <laughs> you're just
0: an asshole. Yeah. I wanna say that to people all the time. I'm like Do you know what's funny about
1: that statement is I feel good about it. Like if someone says (laughs) that to me, like so I'm right. Logically you're right. They're
0: acknowledging that logically you're right. You're just being a dick about it.
1: that's fine. That's, yeah, uh, exactly. That's pretty much my All goal All right, pal.
0: Life. I got to let you go <laughs> and I got to get mixed in this because this turned out to be two long split episodes uh, so I got to
1: do it. So um, let's, let's, let's talk about how short we want to do next time and uh, we'll make it just as good.
0: Awesome, dude. I can't wait to do season four. <laughs> it's so epic and just because it's season four, I haven't watched it as much as the other three seasons because I didn't get into Rebels until post Rogue One which came out like mid season three so I watched all three seasons of Rebels like over and over and over again. And I have seen you know, season four maybe two or three times, but it's been a while, and I haven't seen as many times, so I'm very excited.
1: So the stinginess in me with like would argue that we should wait until like we're obviously just gonna have access to this, but then the uh businessman in me says, I'm going to just write this off as a business expense. Uh and buy season four and five because we don't have time. We just don't have time. And if we do this. Stuff now, and you people start getting more – because, like, think about how more popular Rebels is going to be later. You know what I mean? Like, as soon as they have this this – this channel where they can like uh, well, lobby lobby I, I don't want to get shit. into
0: this discussion but you and I have talked about how the traditional TV ratings on a show like this are stupid and it's clear considering filoni keeps getting promoted and more responsibility and more animated series and bringing back the Clone Wars That the Clone Wars and Rebels are getting many 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 more views and hardcore fans both kids and adults than normal TV ratings because most people are watching it via uh, on demand the app or you know prime or netflix after the fact I mean yeah. that's just the reality of shows like this you know um and they, like let's put it this way they never would have brought the clone wars back after saying they never would and gave dave filoni a giant budget to do the siege of Mandalore clone wars if they weren't confident about the ratings and more so the fan base of these series so that is a great sign so thank you simi so much thank you bizzlecast listeners any any uh parting thought for the bizzlecast listeners
1: no man, no man. This has been fun. This is this is always fun. Awesome do dude it
0: again Awesome brother Well um, Thank you Bizzlecast listeners Hope you enjoyed Both the commentaries And the sidebars Which is part of what I love about Doing this with Simmy. I know that's what part of What he loves And I Our, our podcasts Always do well Simi uh, And it can't just be Just you're my friends Considering how many I guess people are, uh, are Into it So we're gonna keep Doing what we do So can't wait to have you Back on uh, For season four We'll have to talk about Whether we wanna do Like a Marvel Or something else podcast In the meantime We'll do that off mic but really appreciate you having uh ha- having you back on it was great i um, really appreciate it um and really appreciate reyna as well for letting me have you for so many hours here so thank you reyna <laughs> and thank you to the whole clean hope clan thank you bizzlecast listeners we'll be coming back at you soon you guys have been awesome we've been the bizzle and simmy
1: may the force be with you but for now the bizzlecast is out lovely lovely